This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to another episode of From the Heart. <laughs> I can't believe we did that in one take. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Olivia. Thank you. You well, welcome yourself to from the fart. Are are you hosting today, or am I hosting today? Maybe we can switch around a little bit. Oh my god, are we co-hosts? We're co-hosting. This is my dream. It's everybody's dream for us to have a podcast together. <laughs> everybody's dream. Can we start one? <laughs> It is everybody's dream. Every time you come on the show, people ask, why don't you have a podcast together? Oh. With all the time on our hands. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why don't we do that? Why don't we, why don't we do that? Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a while since we had a From the Fart podcast. <laughs> and as we were reading questions just now, someone wrote to Olivia, please don't laugh all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it started out really bad. It started out really bad. And I'm like, that's such a good sign that we have so much fun when we record these podcasts. Like, it's not like we have no filter. Mm-hmm. So apologies to that person, because we're going to laugh a lot. <laughs> but that's why I'm wondering, actually, genuinely, why people would want to listen to us talking. Because You say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just a lot of laughing. And I don't know, for me, it feels like just a random conversation. So it's just weird. <laughs> it is a random conversation. But you're kind of, you are like the, the accidental influencer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. You are. Do you mm. feel? Can you please? Okay, wait. We're going to talk about how you feel from the heart and from the fart and everything. Mm. But can you tell the story about how you were discovered by your neighbor as an influencer? <laughs> no. <laughs> What if they listen? You, they don't listen. It's so funny. <laughs> no, I don't know what, what happened. We were randomly um, t- sitting outside one day. We, we are really close with our neighbors in Sweden, especially after COVID, because that's the only people we <laughs> hung out with for a whole year yeah so uh we were just hanging out but um i mean we never spoke about social media or anything like that so you're incognito i, I was in incognito, your neighborhood yeah. totally incognito yeah. and then a sister of my neighbor was there just visiting and she starts uh, talking about you know being an influencer and what was that like and I thought uh, maybe they they knew that I was friends with a bunch of influencers. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was just um, asked, like, trying to figure out how you guys would feel being influencers <laughs> and, as- and answering that way. And then she's like, no, but I mean, like, you being an influencer. <laughs> <laughs> and it got so awkward. Um, the best thing <laughs> of hearing this story is Patrick saying your face got so red. <laughs> You're like discovered as an influencer by the neighborhood. The secret's out, Olivia. But, and also, I really wanted to keep it a secret because I was planning for the home birth. And I thought maybe it's better, you know, I, I'm speaking about it pretty openly on my social media. And then I thought it's better if the neighbors don't know that I'm actually planning this home birth. 
because it will be awkward the night that I'm like, okay, bye, I'm going to go give birth and just don't listen to what's going on in the house. <laughs> but then I, uh, the art or the, the post in Blogbevakning, a Swedish blog, was out. Isn't it the, Swed- the biggest blog in Sweden? It's a blog about blogs. Is that the biggest? Probably. I, I think no so. Idea. It's a blog that talks about all the bloggers. Yes. Yeah. So my neighbor came to me and was like, yeah, I think I read about you in Blogbevakning. <laughs> Are you like- going to have a home birth? <laughs> Are you going to give birth door to door, like right <laughs> next door to me? Can you keep it down, please? <laughs> but let's talk about that because this is so, I mean, we we got a lot of questions about that too. You gave birth seven months ago yes, at home in your bathtub. Yes. Yes. And how did this decision come about and what's the general feeling in Sweden around home birth? Because it's different in every place, I feel. Yeah. Well, it's very different or from person to person, I feel. But that's actually good that we talk about it. We haven't spoken too much about it because the initial idea came from you, from when you were expecting Lunis. I influenced you? Yeah, <laughs> totally influenced me. <laughs> but I felt at the time that I wasn't fully ready with Hunter. I really feel like if you want to go for a home birth, you need to feel 100% safe in that space mm. and with your decision and, and all that. And I don't have anything against hospitals so it's nothing you had a good birth in the hospital with hunter for the first one yeah so uh so with hunter i chose to to do it at uh, at a hospital but uh then i you know the idea was always very appealing to me to to be able to do it at home where you feel yeah where you feel at home where it's cozy you don't have to go anywhere uh during the whole labor uh, which is a big part of why I chose to do it at home no trap like no getting in a car no getting in a car you just there listening to your own body what's going on and you're just going with the flow so um I started uh, investigating a little bit also another Swedish influencer uh, Asabia who another as in (laughs) another in addition to you to you to you to you you. (laughs) (laughs) I know (laughs) she influenced me too Uh, Asabia yeah yeah of course and uh, I was talking to her a little bit and she kind of pep pep talked me uh, also and I have an amazing husband who was really really into it as well so we contacted this midwife we had a call with her a, a video call just to to like not book her right away but that was a a call for us to get to know her and her to get to know us and see if she wanted to do it Mm. (laughs) with us and that call was just amazing and we felt so so happy afterwards so we just decided let's let's do it and there's not so many options like in sweden sweden overall is not a home birthy country no, not at all, especially not before uh, well, pandemic. Yeah. pandemic, yeah. So um, every midwife that I was talking to, they were kind of negative <laughs> to it. Mm. And I felt that vibe every time I brought it up. So for me, I didn't even want to talk about it with midwives, but like regular midwives, uh, because I knew that they were going to put me off a little bit. Uh, but I did. And what would they say? Like, it's not safe or it's not supported? Well, or? no, not like straight out like that, because I don't think they, they're supposed to do that. But mm-hmm. um, it's more like, oh, OK, you're, oh, you're, you're one thinking of those. about <laughs> doing that. Oh, uh, well, then you're on your own, basically. Like, you have to figure it out yourself. Um, <laughs> That's nice. I had yeah. a midwife, actually, who said... Uh, who told me straight out, I do not recommend this at all. And is it okay if I follow up on your case and see if you chose to do it or not? What did you say? uh, I said, yeah, feel free to do it. I mean, 
follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm totally this stuck here now. This <laughs> I already see the title of the podcast. <laughs> Olivia, the accidental influencer. Oh no, but it's so funny because then they start they wrote about you in in this big blog mm. right mm. so then and if, and i was reading i hope you weren't reading those comments when you were pregnant I but i was reading those comments and yeah. it's like hundreds and hundreds of comments from people saying crazy stuff yeah like no uh, yeah i mean it's very provoking to many people um, right and i understand that it's fine i really had to uh, i mean i started reading i just stopped <laughs> pretty fast because it just doesn't give doesn't a help. good vibe no yeah. but uh, i understand that it's provoking i understand that you that some people have a completely different view on it and that like if there is a risk that something's going to happen why take it i get it i had you know made a good assessment of the risks i had so and i felt pretty safe if that if something happened i was close to a hospital and that we could like made it to be open mind discover discover yeah. this on time right but it's a different thing i think and i i feel like a lot of people i don't think it's right discouraging people from wanting to explore a home birth no. you know yeah. and that was kind of the the intention i had too was like i really actually i was way more rigid than you i was like i really don't like the hospital mm. actually i really don't trust the doctors i don't want some man there telling me you know how to feel and what to do or push drugs on me i was really adamant to not go But I still had this open-mindedness of like, of course, if something goes wrong, if something doesn't feel right, like we'll go in and we're five minutes away. So it's a different thing versus yeah. like being on a mountaintop somewhere it's going, totally I don't want medical attention no matter what. And I'm going to make sure I can't receive it. You know, there's mm -hmm. like, there's like a radical, which shouldn't be radical. Like every woman should get to decide for themselves. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That's the whole point. That's the whole point of, of doing it the way you want to. Right. Because you're supposed to be the, the your own body's sovereign kind of. So how did it go? <coughs> tell that, tell that, tell the story. Uh, yeah. I mean, it went so well. It was amazing. It was really, I mean, from, from the moment we took the decision to do a home birth until, uh, you know, Heather finally came, It everything just felt super right. And uh, the whole birth was really amazing. Mm. It was calm. It f just felt like the most natural thing ever. And you had the, the midwife came after how many hours? So I started feeling that uh, it was probably, uh, it started for real when I went to bed around 10 And then I couldn't really sleep, you know, how, how you're excited. And, and, and then the pain starts gradually mm -hmm. getting worse. But so I made myself some noodles there at uh, half past one in the middle of the night. Texting me. Texting yeah. you. And then around, I think around three, it started being very intense. And four... I had already, I wrote to my midwife before going to bed so that she would see this message before she would go to bed so that she knows that something is happening. So she, she was on high alert, but yeah, sleeping. And then at, at five, I told her, yeah, I would feel good now if you came. So she was there at six, I think. Yeah. But she wasn't so uh, active. Not at all. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't really know what was going to happen, but I mean, I knew the, the basics, but I didn't know that she was going to be so hands-off, which was totally amazing. Amazing. 
And she, you know, she made sure with her presence that I felt safe, that I felt seen also, that, you know, like if there was something wrong, she would have seen it and it would have been okay. She came and she asked me, do you want me to, to make, um, uh, what do they call that when they just make the first analysis kind of, of, of like the, the list, sweep, the no. listen to the heartbeat, the, uh-huh. um, all these things, see if you're open, how many centimeters you're open. So she asked me if I wanted her to do that. And I was like, yeah, aren't you supposed to? Yeah. Kind of like, but she asked permission. It wasn't like it was like oh. if you don't want me to do it, I won't do it. And uh, and then uh, that like started set the tone for the rest of the 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 labor because I was fully in charge. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, and that must be. I mean, I would imagine that's a big obstacle or a big reason to why women end up feeling powerless. It's like from the <clears> beginning, <throat> we're told you're not in charge. Yes. You know, already from the first moment you like find out you're pregnant, mm-hmm. you have to be in mm-hmm. instead of going to find support when we need it. And because we need it, it's almost like you're at the mercy of the system now mm-hmm. and you have to just listen to what other people tell you. Mm-hmm. And there's something that makes us feel also like giving birth is impossible or, you know, it's this horrible thing that mm-hmm. traumatic thing I have to get through versus I love that midwifery of like you're empowered to do this. And mm-hmm. if you need help, here we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How cool it's it's super cool and it, yeah that's part of the reason i really wanted to do it uh, at home so that i would feel yeah, ha- i would have the space to to feel whatever i needed in the moment and not rely mm-hmm, only mm-hmm. on someone else around me knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling meeting new friends or just even to master a new skill but it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash rs10 today. So yeah, it, then from, from then on, you know, she just gave me some, some breathing tips, um, Already on the phone when we spoke, when she was on her way, she was like, oh, I can hear that you're a little bit like breathing too fast. Like, are you cold? And I was actually cold. And that's because I was breathing a little bit too fast and uh, not uh, getting enough oxygen throughout my body. body. Mm -hmm. So she said, just breathe um, as quietly as possible and as slow as possible. And I started doing that. And I seriously started falling asleep during my contractions, which I thought was just like a dream scenario that. Mm. Only this. that doesn't happen no <laughs> and I did that and it was just uh, really amazing and when she was about to come out then I started making a lot of noise though <laughs> uh, I don't know I you was, went to the bathtub I was in the bathtub from like four mm. uh, and then Hunter woke up at seven then I got up and the contractions were really uh, intense but as soon as he stepped into the room they kind of just so amazing I mean how crazy is that so I sat with him for a while and he was like helping me to push he said (laughs) (laughs) and he was so cute he thought it wasn't weird at all like I was sitting there and just waiting for Hedda to pop out (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, and then and then he was out the door. My my father came to pick him up, and he was out the door at uh, eight, I think. And then Hedda came at nine thirty. So. so at the moment he left the house, it was like, here we yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Here we go. How cool! I mean, that's like this. This yeah. just this primal reaction of the yeah. of the body. It's I'm like, wait, I gotta tend to someone now. I you heard know? them literally go out the door, and the midwife told me afterwards that right after that, she could see how my contractions just like <laughs> took off. Yeah, and then you pushed, and then I pushed, and then it, with Hunter, my water, water never broke. And at the hospital, I was feeling like, okay, I'm going to like explode now. And then they were like, yeah, so your water didn't break already. Do you, do you, do you want us to break your water for you? And I was like, oh my God, yes, of course. Like it didn't break already. I, I kind of forgot about it. That's why I'm about to explode. Yeah, you have to break it. And then when I did that, it went pretty fast after that. But for Hedda's birth, I realized you don't have to break mm-hmm. the water at all. And uh, it works amazing, even if they come out or even better when they come out in the in, call. In, yeah. in the sack because they're protected and the transition is so much smoother for them and that's what she did she came out with her head in her sack <laughs> but i i don't know when i saw her head i just got sidetracked i don't know i just started like laughing and was like oh my god <laughs> her head is here in my bathtub <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then I, yeah, I got distracted. So my midwife was just sitting there filming. And after a while, she's like, okay, maybe I need to check here what's going on because you can't, she can't be stuck there forever. Right. So she just like took a hand and felt so that the shoulder wasn't stuck, which it wasn't. And then, and then uh, she just took up the camera again and started filming. And then I pushed her out. <laughs> and then she came. And then she came. Um, how many minutes from pushing her out in the bathtub until... You stood on the lawn, waving at the neighbors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I mean, wasn't many minutes. It was just maybe a few hours. I know I just like soaked in the time. We stayed in the in the bathroom. We made a little bed there on the floor. We lied there, and then we got up and we were on our porch, um, just like hello world, hello world. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah. It's so amazing, and I. I love both of your birth stories. Like the first one is also so empowered and positive and like like a good, really beautiful example of a, a beautiful, empowered birth you can have at the hospital. Yes. And this birth is so normal and unfussy. <laughs> it's almost like yeah. mundane how you, yes. how you gave birth at home yeah. in the tub. Not with like a whole bells and whistles and like, look at me and my home birth and this whole, because I feel like a lot of people in the spiritual community are like that. Like, this is the only way. And it has, you know, that makes people who don't birth that way maybe feel lesser than. But with you, it's just like, this is what I wanted and this is what I did. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So amazing. It it just felt like that. It felt so natural. I can't describe it with a better word than just natural, actually. Hmm. And I mean, this is what it was back in the day. It's like, yeah, kids would be present at the birth. Like when you're pregnant, you would just, yeah, go around the corner and birth your kid. And then there you are at the dining table like that's normal you know yeah and now it's been you know with the hospital it's been removed it's like you leave to give birth and you're gone for days and then you return and here's the baby Mm -hmm. and I love that just that that it's regular life like it's just something you do yeah yeah so cool but it's changing now I mean Mm -hmm. the whole vibe around home birth in Sweden especially is changing Mm -hmm. a lot of good initiatives that just try to empower women to make 
informed decisions about mm, it that they can choose yeah oh man yeah Dennis and I were <laughs> we were I told Olivia very casually like five days ago I really want a baby now and then something happened with the kids or something I can remember we like lost track of our conversation uh-huh. and then three days later you were like wait a minute <laughs> you, you you casually just said you want to have a baby three days ago like can we yeah. talk about that and I it still have the feeling you still have the yes. feeling Ooh. maybe Hedda has influenced like influenced you. me <laughs> we're all just influencing each other yeah. I don't know what it is I just suddenly have this feeling like like I can't stop thinking about like a little baby like or like when Leia was a little like I don't know if She's turning four. She really hit this transition of going from from like she's not she's not a kid. I mean, she's a yeah. kid, but she's like so grown. No, they're so big now. They're so Andre. big now. Yeah, they have such a like adult conversations about mm-hmm. the world and each other mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feelings and stuff. And it's like wow, it's mm-hmm. a really far ways away from mm-hmm. from from a baby. So now you just put it out oh, there in the world. Too. I put it in the world too. Yeah. But hey, everybody listening to this show knows that next week I probably changed my mind. <laughs> and that's okay. And that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. But can you tell everyone listening, like, do you live in Aruba now? Do you, like, what's going on? Are you here for the pandemic? Are you here because I nagged you to stay? <laughs> like, it's a big, big myth. Yeah. Every, I understand it, it looks uh, weird and very sudden. Everybody's like, how did you just suddenly moved to Aruba how do we, you have a house in Aruba all of a sudden? <laughs> we decided to go so both Patrick and I are on parental leave actually I am working uh, part-time but Patrick is on parental leave and we felt that if there's any time in our lives that we are able to spend like more than just a few weeks in Aruba on a vacation it's now uh, so uh, despite traveling during COVID and all that we decided let's go and we stay there for for a longer time hmm. I feel like that's, I don't know if it justifies it, but it's like traveling as a tourist, staying in hotels, being out and about, going for two weeks to have a vacation is different than choosing to relocate for several months somewhere, yeah. you know? Well, I, I mean, I would like to believe that. I, that I'd like to believe that. Yeah, also. No, I mean, of course, there's always a risk. We, we chose to take it and that's, yeah, everyone can have their opinion about it, of yeah, course. Okay. But we, we did that and we uh, ended up staying much longer than we thought too because I'm able to work from a distance. It works good, uh, for now at least. And uh, we've rented out our house in Sweden. We have, we're in no hurry. And yeah, we have the possibility. We have family here. My family came also and stayed a few months. <laughs> it's amazing. So we yeah. were we actually had a, the most special time I think in our lives. This was really rare to have both our families here in Aruba mm-hmm. when our kids are so with small. no stress. With no stress. Yeah. So yeah, took that chance. Yeah. And now we are just uh, renting a house and building i mean not building but um putting furniture making it into home so that we can uh, have a home here when we um when we're here yay yay that's so i mean to me this is like the best thing ever i've been so sick so i really i had this feeling of like i was wasting the last month you guys were gonna be here because i was just home and miserable and sad how miserable was i it was horrible yeah it was horrible i wallow also i mean this is like the first podcast in a month that isn't like hi welcome to from the heart and everything is terrible (laughs) (laughs) so that's a good change but um no and i really remember like oh like I missed all this time and now they're just gonna go back and they're gonna go to Sweden and, and then Patrick texts in the group chat so uh 
maybe maybe we stay and i'm like that's not funny why are you trying to be funny why are you trying to like rub salt in the wounds you know i was like <laughs> on the couch and then you did stay we it's did the stay. best yeah the best it's the best yeah so maybe we go to sweden together i want to do what you did so people might be upset by that too i don't know or if it's more okay because i'm swedish but we have planned to spend we wanted to spend half a year actually that was the plan to like do a pandemic relocation relocation for six months in sweden and be in the forest and like you know see family and stuff like that and then that didn't happen but we're hoping we can go like knock on all the wood um, if things mm-hmm. don't get worse, that yeah. we can go and spend at least the summer Yes, and, and see and Let's hug hope. some trees and swim in some cold yeah. waters. And that's the I tree. understand that you miss that being here, actually. The it's forest. been so long. Yeah. The forest, like mm-hmm. that feeling of just, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah, it's so special. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey, we got so many questions. I don't even oh, yeah, know how we're, we're going to get through dwelling these. On dwelling story. on our, like, <laughs> such a boring birth story at home. I think it's so fun because a lot of people, this is, like, overwhelmingly the most asked question we both got on social media before this talk, which I think is a, it shows that people's minds are really here. A lot of people are asking, well, a lot of people were asking, do you have any tips for how to make new friends as an adult? Which I think is a really interesting topic. And a lot of people were asking, how do you maintain friendship from afar? Yeah. And I feel with the pandemic, everyone's friendships, like so many people have friendships that are only afar now. Mm-hmm. So um, let's talk about that. I feel like we, some, some questions we get that people think we're experts on, but it just happens for us. And we yeah. don't put in like effort no. for stuff. I know. And this is, to me, one of those things where, like, I don't really know how to answer that because I don't have a recipe. No. My, my, the first thing that comes to, to my mind is to not put so much pressure on it, on, mm. on the friendship, you know, that you have to talk every day for it to be normal or, I mean, it's difficult. It is trickier to keep in touch all the time when you're from afar, and from a distance during this pandemic, if, even if you're in, in neighbor and you can't see each other. I mean, there's just, yeah, don't try to force it so much. That's what I would say. Uh, is and like maybe a, some maybe some friendships that feel forced, feel forced for a reason. Yeah. You know, that could also sometimes sometimes be the case. But maybe people just have a hard time. I don't know if it's like, because I have certain friendships that I feel require effort. Mm. and certain friendships that are like i don't care if you and i don't talk for two months that rarely happens but it could happen and mm-hmm. then two months later it would be no difference mm-hmm. not all friendships are like that no it's true so i wonder what the if there's like a secret sauce <laughs> like it's like yeah. a little or if it's more about finding people who are growing yeah. with you i think sometimes in relationships you just start growing in different ways mm-hmm. right or one person grows and the other person doesn't grow and then you start it starts feeling out of alignment and then it's like you have to force it you have to like yeah, oh, I got to call them again people. and I got to, oh, we got to make time again. And, and yeah. some people you grow with and then it's easy. 
Yeah, and some people like you need a break from not not that you need it, but maybe that even if you have a break and you have you different things going on in your lives, mm. and then you meet all of a sudden like a few months later or maybe a year or two later, and then it's the best. Mm. So, yeah, I think it's maybe from person to person and what type of person you are. Some also some people. I mean, I hate speaking on the phone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's. A really bad thing if you want to keep in touch from afar. I don't like no. <laughs> talking. But you no and I rarely pick up the phone and call each no. other. Just like that. We, we, we text a lot. Uh-huh. And that's why it's good because you also like or voice texting message. or voice message. Yeah. But uh, I have other friends that would rather talk on the phone and they hate texting. And mm. it's, with them, it's much harder because you don't make you don't have time with kids and different time zones when we facetime we facetime because of the kids yeah yeah we don't facetime for each other no never we're like oh wait hunties is here okay leia's here and then they're like (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. but i think also it's like maintaining maintaining that contact makes it you know if i have a need or i'm going through something i can call you anytime if you have a need you're going through something you can call anytime it's like it doesn't we don't need permission to to reach out or you know yeah, and yeah, some yeah. friendships feel like that like oh i didn't call in a while so mm. i can't call now and then that's we true. stop reaching out and then it becomes like a vicious cir- cycle and yeah you, that's true you separate more and more that's true i also think that when you're <laughs> some with some people when there's silence you can start imagining things are happening that mm. are not happening mm. uh, you know so that's maybe important to talk about with friends if you're try to maintain your friendships from afar that silence doesn't have to mean anything bad right right. Um, yeah but I think oftentimes if we have that feeling it is because there is something maybe unspoken yeah you You think so yeah sometimes you can I don't know because I would never like if you don't talk to me in a while I would I wouldn't get into my head and be like I wonder if Olivia is mad at me that never (laughs) occurs to me (laughs) well the other week for example when you were like hey just so you know, like, I haven't been to the new house because I've been sick, you know, but I really want to come That's there. Because Are you Dennis angry with me? told me. <laughs> Dennis came home from hanging out at Patrick and Olivia's house. He was like, just so you know, the Beaks told me they're very upset with you. You haven't been to see their house. <laughs> that motherfucker. And I was like, that doesn't sound like them. No, but I think it's sensitive because it's like a really big step in their lives. And you still haven't <laughs> made the effort to come. And I'm like on my deathbed. So I'm like, Olivia, are you upset with me? I didn't come to that. You're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Thought didn't even cross my mind. Dude, my husband, he pretends he's all drama free. Sometimes he just stirs the pot for no reason. Like, Dennis. (laughs) Dennis, he learns No, but I normally, like, I would never... it never happens in my life that I go thinking like, I wonder if we have something unspoken because we don't yeah, yeah, have unspoken yeah. things. But then I have other friends where like silence and I start thinking, oh, did I do something? Mm. And I think that thought or that feeling comes maybe because there is deep down, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean okay. it's bad, yeah. but maybe there is something maybe. you could air out. But then or... the important thing is that you air it out then. Right. Like ask instead right. of wandering around. And... and then oftentimes the other person, but I had that feeling with you. Yeah. You didn't, answer that text yeah. and, and then it's like oh we're just missing each other exactly and it doesn't mean yeah. it's the end of the really it's just we're missing each. like we can be out of sync with people mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah but something that um like i have a good friend of mine my friend Michaela, who's mm-hmm. been a good friend of mine for years and the pandemic brought us so much closer together so i think there's examples of that mm-hmm. too i don't know if it's because i had more time and more space but I start, we started, we, st- we started working out together on FaceTime, which is something I would never in a million years do if it wasn't 
quarantine time <laughs> yeah like yeah. we would do the class or a yoga class or whatever and and do it on facetime sweating next to each other so we're not talking but it was like the feeling connection. of closeness and mm-hmm. connection without yeah so sometimes getting creative i think with the pandemic we have to get yeah creative and you know try mm-hmm. new things well what about for the people who wrote like i want to make friends <clears throat> or make a oh. new friend or make a friend yeah. that aligns more with who i am now yeah how do we do that i don't know i mean uh neighbors <laughs> you're like here are my one new friend in the past year <laughs> no but i know i mean you're good at that you're good at making new connections am i yeah really but maybe you're more good at like networking and mingling and like mm. popping around popping around no i yeah you're I a good know. networker that you are for sure yeah. Yeah, everybody I mean, knows you. Probably, you know someone for everything. I do. I, oh my god, this is a yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I just lost that a little bit now with like kids being my focus, and I don't hmm. know. I I guess I'm pretty social. In high school, I feel like there's like eight people who are like Olivia's my best friend. In high school, yeah. not anymore. No, but I mean, like, yeah. you still have that. Like, a, a lot of people look at you as, like, their closest person, you know? Because you are good at making deep connections with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a very nice At compliment. least that's how I see Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You're also very good at it. You just think you're not. I don't think I am at all. Dude, I have, like, two friends. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Dennis. <laughs> you and Leia Luna. Dennis is, like, on my shit list after very he good. lied about your house. <laughs> No, I mean, I have like a handful of friends, but they don't change. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, true, true friends, core friends, they don't change. And then I have yeah. acquaintances acquaintances, and people I get to know, but they don't become deep no. friends. It's like I have the ones I've had forever and that's it. Mm. Yeah. But what I like about you, though. <laughs> you like something one, one of the things I like about you. <laughs> In spite of everything. <laughs> but you've really made an effort with like getting friends and connections and like deepening the the relationships that you have like it i really feel that you've put some energy into them in the last year yeah yeah i have yeah i have that's awesome (laughs) (laughs) thank you for for seeing that but you've mentioned that to me before yeah yeah i don't know i think i had a moment early pandemic where i where I just realized my priorities had been out of whack like mm. for a long time or where I felt I had been so consumed with work and somehow I created that and I made it the excuse as to why I couldn't be present in yeah. like things that were really important to me, you know, like, and Olivia knows this well, like every time I would go to Sweden, my schedule would be so packed and so full of work and mm. interviews and s- photo shoots and stupid things that I would bundle my friends together to mm. check people off a list so it'd be like you would go to dinner and there's like 10 people there from 10 walks of my life and i'm like i don't have time to see you but i'm going to dinner with this person at seven so if you want to join mm. and then suddenly we're sitting there having a great time because everyone's awesome mm. but it's like i never made time for the deep one-on-one yeah. vulnerable because i didn't have time yeah. like i made my life that mm-hmm. way and I, for a long time, I felt like I was a victim of this life. Like, oh my God, I have no control. I'm so busy. But I made that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that before the pandemic. Like, oh, I can change that. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't have to be that way, you know. But and that's I, the cool part, that you actually changed it. Right, right, right. And it didn't take a lot of 
not like something that took a lot of work it was just a <clears throat> redistribution a yeah just mm. a shift of presence i yeah. think yeah yeah so sorry everyone who wanted like the recipe for why we're why we're still friends <laughs> why we're still friends there is no it's reason just, we're, we're we're the coolest that's why but, dude, dude, this is the dorkiest yeah. conversation <laughs> We're so cool. Oh my god! No, but a lot of people though asked also um, connected to the friendship part if we ever fight. Oh yeah, and like how you know, like co- connected to that is also a lot of questions were around uh, jealousy with mm-hmm. your your closest friends. How do you manage that? And do you do you have diff- do you argue when you have different opinions? Whatever, all these things. There's a lot of questions around that. Yeah, but maybe people are in general struggling with friendships and. I think friendships are not super easy. And of course, the closest people are the ones you're going to fight with fight the, most. With the yeah. most. Yeah, you and I, we fight so much. <laughs> so this is a good question. When was the last time, have we ever fought? Someone asked, when was your last big fight? Like fight, fight? <laughs> like fight, fight? No, I don't think so. We've had arguments. I mean, arguments where we are... We are not from the same space and then, but I feel like we're pretty mature in that sense that we so mature. <laughs> talk about it then. And if it doesn't it's, get it's, to a fight. No, exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, we had moments at the end of, like we worked together for a while with the nonprofit at the end of that, yeah. where there was just a lot of tension lot around of tension. me leaving and the tension created <gasps> not fights, but just some uncomfortable conversations that we had to have. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's, I feel like it is a sign of our maturity that we made it through that without a dent, you know, that it wasn't something that affected our relationship yes. or impacted us in a negative way. It's like Definitely. we were able to start working together, work together and then stop working together. And it's good. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. We don't ever like pat ourselves on the back for yeah. that. <laughs> Do you hear that? This we're is a bad pat. <laughs> Oh, but that is that is good. Like sometimes, you know, we we get to we tend. This is a good question. Okay, this reminds me of a good question I got. I wrote it down. We tend to focus a lot on the things that don't work, mm-hmm. right? So the mm-hmm. things that are hard, or the people in our lives that bring a lot of drama. They take up a lot of space, right? Mental space, and we mm-hmm. think about them a lot. Someone asked me if Olivia is if Olivia is really your best friend. How come you don't talk about her so much in your book? And I was like, wow. oh. No one asked me that before. And I really thought about that. And I was like, well, that's true. Like, you don't have your own chapter. and You don't have like a huge Yeah, where's my chapter? Where's your chapter? And I sat with that for a while. And it really resonated with me that it's because you are a steady, simple, uncomplicated, secure place in my life. So I don't have any drama to talk about. And that book was all about drama and loss and grief. And every chapter was about some sort of hardship. And I don't have that with you. And then I'm like, but that's sad that because you're like in my life, you're like the best, you know, you're like the best person, you know, who's like does so many good things, has such an amazing presence and gives me so much. But then I tend to focus on the things that don't work, you know, Mm. I'm like, I should have given a chapter like side note. Here's the person who works in my life. Like this functions well, (laughs) side note, (laughs) side note, but it's not that sometimes the things that are easy, it's like. They don't become as interesting or as like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel the same way sometimes? Or is that a Rachel trait? Uh, I think it's a Rachel trait. To like, see the hard. Yeah, you know? yeah, I think so. Or, or at least like, yeah, but I'm 
Maybe that's why we work so well, because I'm the opposite. <laughs> right. You're like, look at the good stuff. Yeah. There's nothing bad in the world. A bit, a bit too much to the other side. I mean, uh, yeah. Maybe but that's why we don't fight. Maybe that's why we don't fight. Yeah. I don't know. I am very good at focusing on the positive. Sometimes I need to allow myself to be sad for something before I, you know, just like I don't really see things in a negative way and then and then so and then all of a sudden I I feel sad or something is wrong or off and then it takes a long time for me to actually dig into that and see what what Why? that is yeah. yeah because I've been so focused on what's actually working and I shouldn't be complaining or I shouldn't be you know unhappy I'm so grateful and I have so many blessings exactly all of that I have so many like good who friends am I to feel sad family. when everything is so okay yeah yeah <clears throat> that can be dangerous also That's I mean also, it's a beautiful yeah. trait to have yeah but Um, we were talking about that around your, like in your astrological chart. Yeah. You have some aspects around Mercury and around the moon and like a tendency to rationalize your feelings yeah, sometimes definitely. to like gloss over, gloss them over. Yeah. And how is that? Do you feel like, I, I mean, it looks like from the outside as like you are a more feeling, in a more feeling place now than compared to like a couple of years ago. Hmm. has having kids made you yeah definitely yeah. having kids is doing something with your emotional life i mean probably it's also physical because there's so many hormones but i think those hormones help you tap into certain energies and certain things mm. so definitely getting a family and building a family and having hunter and hedda has done something to me in that regard i do yeah Some, I asked my sister a, a while back, like, do you, do you think I live in a bubble or is my life actually pretty good? <laughs> What did she say? <laughs> She's like, um, <laughs> well, <laughs> like, am I making this up in my head? Is it this great? Is it yeah. like this? Okay. Like, is it, or am I just like not in tune at all with mm. my feelings? Um, and like, ha do I have a lot of work? Sometimes I get super insecure. If I'm, am I missing out on work I'm supposed to do on myself? Or like, is life allowed to be this good? Yes. Like, am I? Can I give myself permission to enjoy and appreciate my life? That's that's a hard, also hard thing. And we talk a lot on this podcast. We talk so much about allowing ourselves to have hard emotions, allowing ourselves to sit with sadness and grief and anger and all this stuff. But it's an equally big thing to be like when there is suffering in the world especially if you're an empath like you or someone who really feels deeply about the state of the world in, in general. When I have friends who suffer, when there's a pandemic, like, can I have permission to mm -hmm. enjoy my life, to yeah. feel happy, even though there is still sadness around? That's huge. It is. Yes. It's not super easy. I don't no, you're like squirming in your seat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about that. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. This, uh, bad conscious is something I'm struggling with and so unnecessary, I guess. Uh, or it's, yeah, it's unnecessary to have bad conscious if you're not like doing something good out of it. I mean, there's, there are things I could do. If I really feel bad about having a, such a good life, I should put more energy into making it better for others or, you know. You but do already. I, no, I do. I do. I try. But, um, but yeah. It's, no, but that it's discomfort is like a good place to marinate. Mm -hmm. We had such a beautiful moment. Your mom turned 70 when she was here yeah. and rented a house on the ocean. And we had like a really beautiful dinner 
your whole family and Dennis and Patrick's family and Dennis and, and I. Mm -hmm. And we got into this really beautiful conversation about our childhood, like about our teenage mm -hmm. years. It almost became like a confessional yeah. <laughs> for your parents. <laughs> <laughs> where we start talking about all the silly crazy wild things that we did and your parents are sharing stories about like things they knew were going on it was just so 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 fun but I was sharing the story about like that I think about often that how uh, you and me and Daniela like our little trio of best friends when we were when we were teens we were ha talking about stuff and I had a lot of trauma and she had a lot of trauma and you had a moment where you were really vulnerable and sad because you felt like you I haven't had enough trauma. <laughs> almost like even then, like we were like 15, yeah. almost like I do I have permission to to feel good, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I don't have all this stuff, like yeah. so many people have all this stuff. And that's that that on its own is a challenge, you know, it's like a big thing to work with. Like permission to enjoy my life, you know. And for so many people it's like permission to be sad, permission to mm. go through the hard stuff. And for you it's like wow. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah. a blessing and a curse somehow in like a it's in, weird yeah it is but um i'm working on it so i'm not in the bubble <laughs> you're not in the bubble life is wonderful and perfect is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer ixl learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies ixl is designed this program will improve your kids grades studies done in almost every state in the country the kids who had ixl are consistently doing better powered by advanced algorithms ixl gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality and it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. So, okay, speaking of childhood, a lot of people wanted to know what is the wildest or craziest or like craziest story from our teenage years? Like what is something really bizarrely wild? we did when we were little and I kind of love that question because we were talking about so many with your parents present which mm -hmm. I like I lo love loves your parents were like everybody's parents when we went to high school they were they're still the coolest like you have cool parents I really have cool parents yeah I I told them now that like growing up I really genuinely felt that my strongest side like my best feature is my family my parents mm -hmm. that they're cool because if I had a friend. I always felt like, yeah, if you like me, you should you, you should, should wait until you should meet my family, and then you're stuck. <laughs> and it's true. And it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So and it, your mom was saying like mm -hmm. all your old friends from way back in the day, they still reach out to her and tell her happy birthday. Yeah. Like everyone still knows your parents. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I even when that. you moved out of the house, they were saying when all your all you and your sisters moved out, that friends of yours would still come by. Yeah, that's just hang out. Mm -hmm. Like how cool is that yeah that's very nice <laughs> but we did do a lot of a lot of wild things yeah but like the wildest what what would that be those those <laughs> things we can't even talk we about can't anymore talk about them anymore mm -hmm. i remember stealing your moped you had a chow 
We're just like a what do you do you call it a moped in in, in like American it's English? Like scooter, like it's like a scooter, but it looks like a almost like a bike. Yeah, and you kick it, you, you kickstart yes. it. You have to kick it with yeah. your foot. What do you call that? I don't even know. It was like I remember being a teenager. There was different levels of scooters we were allowed, and that kind you were allowed. You can only no, go. No, it, no it, that one was a moped. It was an EU but it oh, just so it looked wasn't like, like a humble little it thing. It was like an incognito <laughs> thing. Yeah. Oh my god! No, but I to me that's one of the at least when I think about like wild things that I that I did. We had a there was a party on the beach in in Stiklinge yeah. where where I lived, and like the whole school was there. Everyone I don't even know what kind of party. Why why would they allow those parties? Like everyone knew the whole school knew. Everybody went to the beach and got yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that was just okay. Yeah. Well, we had different meeting places like that. <laughs> we had a lot of them. I wonder what I, I wonder what, what my mom was thinking at the time. I really think she didn't know. Like at that time, I don't think she knew what yeah. I was up to. And then I remember like we were at, I don't know if you were at there the whole time. At, like I was at Sarah's house and I drank an entire bag and box wine. You know, those like boxed. There's boxed wine now that's like a liter, but these boxed mm-hmm. wines were like three liters of wine. It's like three or four bottles of wine in one box. Mm-hmm. I drank an entire one of those. I was probably like 90 pounds. Like I was like super skinny little 15 year old. And then I saw you on the beach and we had just kind of gotten to know each other. Like I, we didn't know. It was like right when school started. I was just meeting everybody. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you mm-hmm. and I were in Spanish class together. Mm-hmm. And I thought you were so cool. And you had this cool scooter. <laughs> You're like, cool. me? Cool. Yeah. And... And I was like, I really need to go get some cigarettes. Like, I need, really need need a scooter. Can someone, like, borrow me? And you're like, yeah, here you go. Take my keys. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I took Olivia's little scooter and drove all across the island, like, where we lived. Yeah. Went to the gas station, used my fake ID that said I was, like, seven years older than I was. And bought cigarettes, put my earphones in, like, I was listening to my iPod. This is, like so many dangerous things at the same time drunk out of my mind like so 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 drunk and apparently the cops said later that they had followed me a long time because i was like going across the lanes on the road they it was so visible that i was really drunk and they had the lights on and they had the sound on on the police car but because i was listening blasting hip-hop on my headphones i didn't see them like i didn't oh my god i almost feel bad still for lending you that moped you're still squirming like (laughs) oh god and no finally i stopped and i was like oh shit and it was a big van and i remember (laughs) i had to blow in the thing like for my alcohol level and i made a huge theatrical dramatic like show of having asthma actually i can't blow in this thing oh my god (laughs) The most annoying thing ever. And I remember like the fifth time I'm like (laughs) 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 pretending I'm full force blowing into this thing. I'm like, you just went to buy cigarettes, but you have asthma and you can't blow into the thing. (laughs) I'm so fucking stupid. (laughs) And this cop was like, okay, this is your last chance. If you can't do it here, you gotta do it by blood, which means we gotta go to the hospital and you will be there all night hospital and then the station so you can choose this is your last chance and i'm like oh fuck okay and i blow in the thing and i had like for an uh, they said for an adult man i would be fucked up Mm. 1.7 like promille whatever that like really 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 high and then it was a whole ordeal i had to go to the police station i had to spend the night in the cell i had to like it was deeply 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 awful and the worst part about it is i wasn't allowed to get my driver's license they like pushed my 
like for a car. And it was the biggest secret we had in the family. Like my dad was not allowed to find out that I had a DUI at 15 and I wasn't allowed to get my driver's license. So it was so everyone covered, like my whole family and all my friends covered for me for like four years. (laughs) Really? He he found out on my student, like on my graduation party, when my mom read the list of things I put her through. (laughs) That's That's one of the things that we found out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've had a I, lot of... I feel like that's not even, like, close to the wildest thing. No, it was pretty calm in how it, like, ended. Yeah. But we've had a lot of trips and a lot of... We've done a lot of trips. Like, we've done a lot, lot of things, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, you sold necklaces on the, on the beach in Colombia for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's helping out a friend. Helping out a friend. <laughs> you were. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the I good mean, times. And our stores in Latvia and all these things, yeah. Yeah, we've danced on a lot of bars in our lives. <clears throat> a lot of bars. Yeah. Do you regret anything? Mm, no. Well, lending you that moped. <laughs> <laughs> That's your one regret. Yes. You will be on your deathbed. Oh, I shouldn't have lent Rachel that moped. <laughs> yeah, but really, like, and it's wild. Out of all the really wild, and we drank so much, like our whole teenage years, we drank so Damn. much mm. and smoked so many cigarettes and did so many bad things and trusted everyone and went home with strange guys and groups and parties and places we like mm. didn't know like we did re- reckless stuff that Very we never things. wanted yeah our, we would never want our kids to do or know or no or no <laughs> when they're 32 yeah. we can talk about it maybe but so we don't actually i don't have anything to regret because nothing bad ever happened you know yeah knock on wood my god we've been kind of lucky very lucky i think yeah yeah no well lucky and I think maybe that goes for both of us that we actually have some common sense in the background somewhere. I mean, I think I, yeah, even if I got drunk and so I never lost control. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, we're similar like that. Yeah, because losing control is like the worst thing that can happen to me. So you and I were always like the ones who would take care of the person who was throwing up somewhere. Or passed out somewhere. Like we would be the one who like would get that person home. We were never the ones passed out. I had one and that was like my first real. When? Uh, Which one was drunk. that? But that was um, really, really early on when I just switched schools to the Swedish school. And we were at my, one of my friend's um, parents' places and we discovered their uh, liquor <laughs> shelf. And just started taking a little bit of sip of, of all, the, all oh. the bottles together with concentrated juice. Because we thought maybe that it would go out faster into the butt horrible so horrible many. thing oh. uh, yeah i ended up on the bathroom floor uh, throwing up and calling my dad asking. Oh, and he came <laughs> yeah he came so yeah i never did that again that was the only, right. only time right right you never want to end up in that place Mm-mm. yeah so maybe it isn't luck maybe it is like a bit of i think a, a little bit, bit of a bit of common sense because we definitely had those friends who didn't who always ended up in ended a up really bad like in a bad place. way somehow yeah. and who always needed help or always yeah I and mean, you and i were not those those people again we were always so mature <laughs> <laughs> everyone mature listening to this mature. is like what even hey i gotta go back to my oh shit, shit. okay let's uh, <laughs> let's do a lightning round of uh, of uh, let's do a lightning round of questions um what's the secret to the time capsule you've both created because neither of you have aged oh wow <laughs> I wasn't expecting that question at all. Dude, I feel like I've aged so much. Me too. I think about it all the time. You look so old. <laughs> <laughs> I was not expecting that. 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think about that about myself all the time. Like, do you ever think about like, should, should you start coloring your hair or should you start getting Botox or doing stuff that like a lot of our friends are doing? Does, no, does the thought I hit you? I actually don't. Okay, I don't God. think about it. But I don't know what, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I don't have time to think about it right now. <laughs> A friend, it's time for wrinkles. A friend of, of Patrick's family um, told me like, hey, I was talking to a friend the other day and we, you know, we follow you on social media and you're so much prettier in real life. In, in, on Instagram, you're not so pretty. <laughs> Who said that? Who said Amy. that? Amy. Amy. Oh, and she means it so well. So well. So well. You know, I mean, and but I actually, I was thinking about it afterwards. I'm like, that makes me pr- pretty happy because then I'm not trying to project a, a fake uh, picture of myself somehow. Right. I mean, much worse to have it the other way the around. The other way around, to be yeah. prettier online than you are in person. Like, that's horrible. Then it's like, okay, real. Yeah. But then it's also, we put so much weight behind this. And I don't know if it is like living on an island. Maybe I also live in the bubble of my own. I don't know. Maybe. But it's also who you surround yourself with. So if you surround yourself with people who talk about aging all the time, who talk about wrinkles, who talk about, yeah, I don't want to get older, oh, I look horrible, or <clears throat> then you start to also feel that way, I think. Yeah, definitely. And I don't know. I don't have any people in my life at all. I don't, in my close, among close people who no. talk like that or who... No. Who do st- not hating on anybody who wants to get Botox. Like I know so many people do. And if that feels good and aligned with you, great. Like go for it. Yeah. But yeah. So don't start because then I'm going to start too. Then you, don't start. Okay. <laughs> you influence me so, so much. Okay. With your perfect skin. We'll see when face. I start having, having time to think about how horrible all my wrinkles and my hair is and everything. Then I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> you took a photo of me the other day. What was it? I Yeah, I had an acupuncture thing in my ear. Oh, yeah, you took right. a photo of me and I looked at it later and I'm like, wait, I have that many gray hairs. Gray hairs? I have, it's like my whole side of my head is white and I don't see that in the but mirror. And I was pretty. like, whoa. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to start the process of like dyeing your hair because then you have to do that all the time. I don't have yeah. time for that. Mm-mm. Like I have, or like if I have the budget to five <laughs> hours to sit in the chair, like, or, you know, I'm going to want to use those five hours to like, yeah, go for a run. Oh. Can we talk about running a little bit? Yeah, you haven't been. So yesterday... Oh, I was so happy when you passed by, by the way, with the car. And you were like, go, 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 go. Yes. You look so good when you're running. And you I was like, looked what? so good. But you don't even know. <laughs> Leah and I were driving from the beach. And then I, every time I see anyone run these days, because I, I found my love for running. And now I didn't run for two fucking months. <laughs> but every time I see someone run, I'm like, oh. And then I saw this girl running. And she looked so good. Like, just like very confident and elbows it was like good form and running pretty fast because i was driving fast and the person was and i'm like oh that shirt looks familiar that looks almost like that shirt that olivia has and i'm like i know that but (laughs) (laughs) and then i passed you and i was like go 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 it really gave me the energy for my last for your last part yeah oh man but i've always loved running and you've been like such a good runner you've been like what are you doing this i never understood you Mm. and you would be like i'm just going for a quick little run and run 7k that was like a quick little run especially when you lived here yeah before before (laughs) when you lived here you would do that in Mm. the sun Mm. and i'm like this to me feels like a superhuman trait yeah so how is running for you now how is self-care with two kids like so good (laughs) not there (laughs) 
you had a run yesterday <laughs> no I, oh. I i've become much better i mean i've had much more time for it now head has been uh, particularly attached to me um much more than than hunter was so and i've let let it happen so i it's a choice i make also to to like not try to change it so much because mm. i feel she needed that so yeah the time has been very scarce but i'm getting much better at it and running is definitely the first thing i do then Mm-hmm. definitely it's just so easy as well you can just like go it is like your thing yeah maybe <laughs> when, when I started running I did a podcast on running and I was trying to identify this longing I've had my whole life to be a runner like where does it come from what if it's you <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> I'd like to think so <laughs> all along you've influenced me and I don't even acknowledge it <laughs> no but really yeah but i i hope that would be nice if i influenced you in a positive way like that um i mean running is like when you get to that nice feeling of freedom when you run it's so nice oh, i miss it i asked yeah. my acupuncturist today i said i'm thinking about going for a run actually i was thinking about spin class on friday i don't know why, why. and she was like absolutely not Like you have a lot of heart fire right now and you have to wait for this cough to go away. No, you can do yoga. Permission to do yoga. I was like, okay, fine. Yeah. Do you want to go to yoga with me I tomorrow? Do. Yeah. Okay, let's go. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for coming hey, on the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, it passed way too fast and I got to run home. I know you got to go home to your kid. Every time I have a guest on the show, I like to end just asking for everybody listening What is something we can do to be of service mm, to you? Nice. Right now. Yeah. For me. For you. Oh, oh my God. I oh thought, no, for I me. Thought, what can we do for the listeners? And then you like collect <laughs> answers and then I don't know. <laughs> for me. Uh, for little old me. What? Mm-hmm. What? What is something you can do for me? I don't know. Try <laughs> be patient with yourselves. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to work on that with me. I'd love it if everyone could do that as well. I think that helps everybody around as well. If you have patience with yourself, you also have patience. You mean patience with yourself, like in how you grow or how? In yeah, way? your <clears throat> the limitations you have in the moment. Um, if you have patience with them, they will go away. And if you have, yeah, if you just let yourself not be perfect all the time, and then you will also let other people not be perfect which is a really good thing mm. i like love it when people write to me and say like i love that you are not perfect <laughs> and that's uh that's a really good compliment mm. i feel permission to be human yeah yeah you give me permission to be human all the time you too mm. i love you i love you <laughs> thanks for coming to on the heart part <laughs> on the heart part <laughs> see you next time okay thank you so much bye bye Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and thank you to my best friend Olivia for joining me on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you listen and subscribe to other great episodes of the Yoga Girl podcast, Conversations from the Heart. You can find all of them on yogagirl.com, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.